Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When I'm at work and I call my bluff and I just want to get out I'm tight, am I right? I just might prepare for the drought Let me go on Every day I'm out on the slog Let me go on 101 months of jobs All right, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Back from Berlin edition. I was just in Berlin this week, going to see Turnstile, who were absolutely awesome last night. 
And today's been a full-on day and it's not going to finish because on today's episode is Tom Gilbert, singer in London queer punks, The Oozes. They just put out a new song and a video that's really fun. That's called DBSAC. Love speaking with Tom about their 39-day tour, which is an extremely long tour, and some classic scrapes from the workplace. If you haven't heard the uses already, give them a listen. It's pretty abrasive. That's my kind of thing. Thanks to Lydia Hoyle for setting this chat up, and thank you for listening. 2000 Trees Festival supports the show. Trees is an incredible independent festival in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train, and this year's lineup is killer. Soft Play, formerly known as Slaves, Frank Hart on the Rattlesnakes and Bullet For My Valentine are headlining and loads of ace bands. The Chisel, Chubby and the Gang, Prima Queen, Sprints, Crows, yeah, loads of ace bands, including the Oozers. So, if you want to go to 2000 Trees this July, in a couple of weeks now, but you haven't got your ticket yet, head to 2000trees.co.uk and with the voucher code 101POD, you can get 20 quid straight off the price. Thank you so much for listening to 101. I've done over 220 episodes now. If you like the uses, if you like some punk rock, you can go back and listen to episodes with Amy from Amel and the Sniffers, Jim McCullough from Civic, Greg Atanito from The Bouncing Souls, Jason Williamson from Sleaford Mods, Loads of episodes to go back to. If you like this podcast enough to want to support it personally, I've just set up a Patreon so you can pay whatever you'd like each month. It'll fund my bath or bueno or hash browns in the morning. That's at patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs. It's important to me that this show remains free and available to everyone. So if you'd like to have your own way of supporting it, patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs is the place to do it. All right, thank you so much for listening. This is 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'm Giles Bidder. Here's Tom from The Oozers. I'm starting a new thing on this show where I'm going to try and guess one of the jobs that you've had. Yeah. So I, I think my first thought was coffee shop, but I actually think that's too boring and it's, 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 too, um, it's too, you know, every, everyone's worked in a coffee shop at some point in their life. I'm going to say that you've mowed people's lawns. Oh no, that's way too physical for me. <laughs> I've, got, I've got like twig arms. I've got absolutely no strength in me. I feel like I don't even know if I could roll a lawnmower a meter forward. Absolutely not. <laughs> Brilliant. You're not. You're not there fixing the fixing the motors on. A oh engine. no, absolutely not. I, you know, the most DIY I can manage doing is like putting a picture up put nail to a wall i'm really I, i'm sure i could do it if i set my mind to it but i get really stressed out and i'm such a perfectionist with stuff like that like i need everything to be like super in line i feel like mowing lawn. you know what i've used i've used shears before but i've never done it right shears well. is a good one. my lord what you said about being particular about putting frames up i am so particular about posters and also stickers literally 10 minutes before this call i have like a bunch of stickers that i've been collecting to put on the back of my laptop and i have someone on there already 10 minutes before this call i was like okay this is the perfect time i've got my laptop out and i got all my stickers out yeah. and i managed to put one on and it's slightly wonky and i'm really really stressed but it's cool it's a cool sticker what's the most memorable job that that you've had would you say what's the one that 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 you think about 
more than others? I mean, I spent a couple of years at the same pub. I, I really like bar work. I think I had a, um, I, re- I just really, I love pulling pints. I like making, I like making yeah. drinks and I like this. So I really miss it. Actually. I was thinking about getting another bar job like soon. I mean, because of money, but also because I just really miss the like kind of interaction that you have working that in that kind of scenario but the problem is also drunk people i i don't really love talking to talking to drunk people when i'm sober (laughs) i don't know if anyone does but did did you grow up in london yeah yeah so was like when did music when did playing music come into your come into your ether when did that come into your world like the idea because I think that's something that we could forget sometimes that actually there was a massive period of time where you know at the start of that period of time you, you, you're like I would never play music in front of anybody and then you know maybe a few months maybe a few years something changes and you're like oh yeah I can do this and I am doing it in fact when was that time for you oh I've always been the like really annoying kid that's like do you want to hear me sing a song oh I'll stand up in front of the whole school right now and I'll sing a cappella. I remember doing in like primary school standing up there was like we did a talent show every year and I would do I did um uh daydream believer a cappella in front of the whole school and what was the other, other one? Seaside by the Kooks. That was like, yes. they were my two songs that I really would yeah. perform. But I also, you know, I was the one who'd like audition for the main roles in the musical. Um, we did, in year six, we did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and I, I wanted Willy Wonka so fucking bad. And I wore the coolest trousers to the audition as well. I wore like, um, black and white stripy jeans and I was like I'm, yeah. this is in the fucking bag like I've got this it's great and um, I got fucking Charlie's mum which is alright because I got a solo I got to sing Cheer Up Charlie and that was okay everyone cried it was brilliant but, <laughs> um, but I really wanted Willy Wonka that was like that should have been a tell- telltale that I'm, I'm a trans person Wanting to play with hey, so, so you blew out you blew out the pipes quite early that sort of level of not exactly rejection but that level of you know take what you can yeah and my, <laughs> and my friend got it and they're like they're really great but they did they weren't a singer the person who got the thing like wasn't into singing so i think it was a miscast <laughs> <laughs> what was the first you know tour that you did what was the first time when was the first time that playing bands playing punk rock when did that time come for you where you were like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize it I'm gonna send it you know I'm pushing myself into this and you know maybe that means being skinned and sleeping on people's couches for the time being what was that when was that time for you I'm I'm 21 so I like I'm pretty new to like actually touring and stuff I think the first tour that I've been on that was like a tour in a band kind of thing it was last September. So very, very new to it. And then obviously we've just come yeah. off this like huge two month long one, which was just ridiculous for a second ever tour, but it was so fun. It was like, okay, throwing you in the deep end. This is what you want to do. So fucking do it. And we, and I yeah. really, really, it was a very much a huge reminder that that is exactly what I want to do forever and ever. I'm so into touring. Just want to do it Brilliant. for my whole life. If I could never be off tour, 
that would be excellent are you a sandwich maker in the daytime what's your are you are you, are you the sandwich person i hate sandwiches i have no. i don't <laughs> i don't what hate you them eating? it's because i have ocd and i like to be able to see what i'm eating and i think the thing of like <laughs> oh, wow, yeah wow. so the thing of sandwiches i'm sort of a bit better with it now i'm vegetarian but my one like cheap thing that i have sometimes is a prawn mayo sandwich um i don't know why it like reminds me of my childhood or something but like i like eating a prawn mayo sandwich but if there's any like hard bit or like i can't i need to stop eating it and sometimes it gets a bit much as well did you ever eat a sandwich or like a bun that had meat in it by accident did accidentally there was I went to a Korean restaurant, like, um, I don't know, like last year at some point, and they put ham in my noodles, and I'd like already eaten like a few bites of the noodles, and I freaked out and like ran to the toilet and threw up. But it's like, yeah, yeah I get, I, I'm, I'm not into, not into me mm. for the most part. Being 21, you know, you, you've got your whole life in front of you. And that's a definite time that you feel like it because you finished school, uh, you know, a few years ago. You've had a few years to, you know, really think about what makes you feel good, I hope. You've, you've, got, you've had time to think, okay, like, what would I really love to be doing right now? What have your years been like after finishing school? Was it straight into work? Was it sleeping on couches for a bit? Yeah, I mean, I... Um... I finished college in lo- like at the beginning of lockdown. Um, I graduated from, I, I went to music college and um, graduated from that uh, uh, in, in the start of lockdown in, in 2020. Wow. So I did lockdown for a bit and then I got a job at pub. So it was like as soon as that was able to happen. But I've been... Um, yeah, and just straight into making music. I never really wanted to go to uni anyway, so it wasn't really a big deal for um, lockdown happening. And I, like a bunch of my mates went to uni and it was really hard and they were all like on their own in tiny box rooms. Yeah. I felt, I felt really, really bad for them. I was like, I'm not, that's not me. I Saying that though, I it's not like I left my room that much over lockdown either. Yeah. So... Well, enough times elapsed now. I feel like talking about lockdown, like, was a, almost felt a bit like crude in ways, yeah. or a bit like you know you just want to shove it away because everyone's experiencing it. Whatever you know, we try and put our heads down and that. I feel like enough times elapsed now that we can look back and reflect a bit more on it. Yeah, you know, and actually kind of well, first of all, think wow, that's going to affect our lives forever and ever, as yeah. long as we're here. You know. What was your what was your schedule like? Were you writing a lot for the oozes? Were the oozes getting you know? Were you sort of visualizing what you wanted to sound like? Yeah, I mean that was very much where we kind of became. Uh, I want to say a proper band, but that's that's not true. We were we were already a proper band, but we started releasing over lockdown. And we started recording together, um, and it was all in all in our respective bedrooms, sort of. DIY at home I made a little blanket fort with all my vocals in and I got a um like blue snowball podcast yeah. mic to record on and um nice. and you were doing music at college was that music tech no I was doing music performance at Access nice. okay. yeah but um it really felt like as soon as yeah lockdown happened I was writing loads 
I was also, I was basically just writing music and then in the evenings I would like do some edibles and watch Disney movies and then review, and then review them. I have a, a letterbox, <laughs> a letterbox account. And for the first like couple of years of having letterbox, the only things I would review is when I would watch Disney movies stone. Um, I've now sort of graduated to occasionally reviewing a movie, but I'm not one of those people who like can, I really struggle to put all of the, every film I watch in there. I, I always forget. But Can we find your, no. <laughs> are they under your name? No, I mean, probably, probably quite easily, but do you, I mean, I could probably, I, I, my phone's fucked, so I'm, I'm not going totally to try and read one but i I'm, you know soul watching soul stoned was the craziest thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> i don't know it it was life-changing. i'm not a massive film person i don't really Soul's like the disney pixar it's like a jazz um it's like a jazz musician who uh oh yes yeah, right, yeah. It's, it's really good and i would say being intoxicated <laughs> did help my enjoyment of it but it was sort of mind-blowing because brilliant are you a writer do you, do you write in your free time oh definitely i write every day i mean less so on tour that was the worst thing about tour for me i loved i loved tour, touring it was so so good but it was the longest mm. i've ever gone without writing a song Usually I write something pretty much every day. I write like a few songs a week. I'm very much a, not everything for the users, just like I'm very much a songwriter. That's what I do more so than, I'm not really super skilled in any particular instrument. I don't think that I, I could, I couldn't really do session work for people or whatever. Um, Whereas like the rest of the band very much could. They're like very, very skilled. Well, it seems to me, you know, speaking to people all the time, every day about this kinds of thing for for this podcast you know it seems to me that if you can write every day that's basically the most important thing yeah i mean i i like it and i'm very grateful for my right my writing i don't know motivation i think that like mm. it's so scary getting writer's block for me because it's what like it's my my only sort of this is something that i can actually do in music and obviously music is like loving my life so the idea of when I get writer's block and I'm like I sort of spiral a bit I'm like what if I can never write a song ever again what if it's over forever and then like two days later I can write a song again (laughs) how do you describe that desire to write you hear about people saying that it's like a condition other people saying that it's like the kind of the thing to sort of feel like you're, you're okay that day I mean how I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth just like I just did but <laughs> you know how do you describe that desire for me it feels very like in the moment and natural it very much I draw most of my writing from like my real life and from how my brain is doing like when I mm. have written about mental health is because I'm having a you know difficult mental health time and um, but I do like the fantasy as well. I like creating a story and um, it's very much either 100% real, true, this has happened to me, or this is about somebody I've never heard of that I've created in my mind that um, is doing something crazy. We've got a new song um, called How I Know What You Did, which is very much a like, I imagine it as a sort of villain in a in a movie walking around some like, 
uh, someone who's tied up in a chair in a chair being like <laughs> i've been watching you kind of thing and yeah. i'm like i didn't do that everybody this isn't real life <laughs> Hey, hey, you've got to be careful what you say um, yeah. as well because your fans love it. You know, you're going to start inspiring people. To- yeah, to tie people up in chairs. And- <laughs> I mean, some of those videos from TikTok look nuts. Yeah. From the from the tour. So it's, it was it, has it been 42 days? Yeah, we did 39 of them because we had to cancel a couple of them. Because of, um, Still, that, that was, is... It was crazy. It was so fun. That's a good strike rate. Were you going home in between, like, any of it? A little bit, yeah. We were sort of driving to and from London uh, on days we could. Uh, we yeah. stayed at Ollie's house. Do some yeah, washing. Much. Yeah, doing washing. Do some laundry. Um, when we could, but which was yeah. uh, which was lovely. Um, and as a punk band, you've got a great, you know, a great list of bands to look up to in terms of the long-term touring, like Black Flag were touring for so long. I don't know how much touring Bikini Kill did. I don't know about. Do you, do you know much about? I that? don't know. If, I don't know how much touring they did. Actually, I'm not sure. I know that they did a. They did some shows recently, which is really cool. And La Tigre yeah. are doing some shows. Yeah, La Tigre. And Problem Pattern, Patterns are supporting them. We love Problem Patterns. They just supported us on I don't as know. well. They're really good, cool, super cool, like feminist um, Belfast punk band. Really good. Great. I'll write them down. I've listened to them after this. Yeah. Sleet Kinney used to tour a lot, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Sleet Kinney. <laughs> One hundred one part-time jobs. 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 I feel like now is a better time than any other time in my life. That it, I feel like this it's almost more acceptable to call yourself out or call your friends out. There is that kind of impetus to be really communicative about that sort of stuff right now. Yeah it's quite an interesting time to live because that's going to be reflected in music and reflected in, in culture. I, that's a, that's quite an empowering, that's a really positive thing, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think it can also be switched into a negative way. I think a lot of self-reflection that people are doing is it occasionally met with like, I don't know, cancel culture. Um, yeah. But I yeah. think... What's the solution to that? You know, say if solution to cancel culture as a whole well no not cancel culture but i mean say if like you or i like cheated on our partner right or something and it like clearly something that's just like clearly not cool right and then and then it like comes out and then and then it's like you get sort of cancelled for it in that in the way that it determines that way right yeah what do you think what's the best way to deal with that i'm not sure i think with something big I think problem with how much of people's personal lives are decided to be public information and I think with stuff like cheating that's such a like that's such a personal situation between I guess you the person you cheated on and the person that you cheated Mm. with and I think that that is such such a difficult scenario and such a difficult situation to be in that it really needs to be worked through like privately with those people and like make sure that everyone's yeah. feeling okay and do a lot of self re- yeah. self-reflection and I think it's so hard to do public self-reflection that's like there are going to be mistakes throughout uh and if you're trying to sort of make everyone feel all right and make yourself feel all right or whatever or change change how yeah. you interact with people yeah 
think doing that in the public eye is must be so hard. It's interesting because, you know, say if it, if it was like your favourite singer who would like act like devious or, you know, coerce, coerce you know, was involved in like coercive behaviour, for example. Mm-hmm. And that person had been writing, li- writing lyrics about how to live a positive life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being a beacon of that message. Yeah. That's when it gets complicated. It can be a real letdown, especially if you really idolise or like look up to somebody. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. And I mean, sorry. music is such a personal thing. And I think because so many people write about their personal lives as well in their music, it, it can be hard to find the line of how much do I actually need to know about this person or how much do I deserve to know about this person? If I've heard their innermost thoughts and their feelings through yeah. their music, does that mean that I'm entitled to know about, you know, the other things as well? A lot of punk is calling for something to happen as well. And, and it is a call to arms and, that kind of encouraging people to make a change or make a difference. So I guess if somebody in punk really lets you down, it's like, well, why the fuck have you been telling me to be a better person and support my friends when you're not doing this? That's something that I think about a lot with these conversations because, you know, I know it probably feels like we've gone like wayward off topic there, but I do find it interesting because it's definitely part of the culture. Rock stars don't exist anymore. No. I've been having this conversation a lot recently, actually. It's not behind the curtain. No. It's it's transparent. You know, we know a lot about Ed Sheeran and how he writes and how he operates. If we if we wanted to, every band, we could probably get a good idea of how they operate and how they survive and, you know, where where, where their minds are in terms of making music. And yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a really interesting time for that. Out of my own sort of social anxiety or whatever, I'd quite like to, you know, have some time. I I wouldn't like people to know everything about my life, but I don't know that I don't know that anybody is really. But I I really struggle with content creating and really struggle with, you know, TikTok Socials. and stuff because I don't yeah. really know how much information to give. Like I mean, I like struggle with my mental health. I'm not always a hundred percent like a cool and bubbly person to speak to or necessarily someone to look up to I don't think and you know there are it's quite hard to especially with a lot of our fans being quite young and I really want to be a good influence on on young people but also I don't really want to be in I I, I don't really want to be a hundred percent influence like I would I want people to feel you know open to be who they are if they're like trans and feel comfortable and you know come and speak to me at shows and say how my music's made them feel and stuff I love that I think that's great but I'm and I'm not sure how much of my life I I need people to see or I want people to see but my my music's so personal as well and I would like to be really open especially with mental health stuff I think that like I have a lot to say and 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 trans stuff as well I think it would be it would be good to talk more openly about my transition and um i think that's something people might be interested in how have you dealt with socials and like where you, you know you touched it then the content creation yeah you know how much how much how, how many hours in the in the week do you think you you spend thinking about that shit thinking about too that, many <laughs> too you know? way too many i think i really struggle with tiktoks especially like i I don't really, I don't mind posting 
picture on Instagram or whatever. Like, I think that's cool. Not that I do it very often. I should probably go more. Uh, I've been, like, told off for not making enough social media content. But um, I really struggle to speak to a camera. Like, even things like this, I, I find it easier to talk to someone, for sure. And I find it easier being filmed than filming myself. I think there's something really isolating and really um, nerve-wracking, way, way more nerve-wracking than walking onto a stage in front of those people is talking to a phone. That's so scary to me. Uh, I think it's... Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's about how it would be received or how, you know, how many people could see it. I don't know if it's a thing about that or if it's just, I don't really like watching myself or hearing myself. Whenever I've done like podcasts or interviews, I hate watching them back. I really don't like how I come across. I hate listening to my, I hate the sound of my own voice and I'm a singer. It's horrible. <laughs> and I know that you've probably heard this a million times, but everyone nobody likes the sound of their own I think voice some people yeah, do i feel that. like i've tricked myself well yeah mm. it's w when you watch a video back of yourself i used to skate a bit when i was younger and we'd film each other and i used to think i looked like such an idiot like limbs the different shapes that i really thought they were yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's pretty it ruins you it ruins your mind doesn't it? oh yeah it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting why do we have to do this i mean i like i like i it's easier to listen to my music than my speaking voice, I think, but still I don't yeah. like it. Like sometimes I'll be in a cab and I'll be talking to the driver and they'll be like, oh, what's your band called? And put it on. And I just have to sit there listening to my own music. Like You've done that. You've put <laughs> on music. I'm not that I've told them to put it on. I'm like, no, 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 don't yeah, put yeah. it on now. Wait until I've got out of the car and then I'll leave. And then we're sitting listening to like some like really loud, sweary punk music with a cab driver that I've just met. Like, so you turn up to the event, to the party that you're going to, and your friends meet you there, and oozes is blaring out the Uber. Yeah, no. <laughs> Every time, yeah. I get in, I'm like, all right, bang on the oozes. Let's go. <laughs> I like to ask, you know, because you're 21, you probably haven't had loads of jobs, right? No. Do you have any, I like to end these with a bit of a work gaffe, like a work fail. Yeah. Uh, I've always been one to sort of mess things up at work and cause a little bit of strife yeah. for my bosses by, you know, by accident. Mm. Uh, have you, does anything come to mind for you? Any, uh, any bits, uh, any Schaden, Schaden, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude? I mean, there was a day where um, I, at separate occasions, broke four Prosecco glasses, but like on the same day and only Prosecco glasses. And I know like breaking glasses is a normal thing to do at a bar job. That's normal. But it's the way that they were kept on like a really fucking inconvenient place on a shelf. And it would like, I'd, I'd like reach for a wine glass. I think it was, I was wearing like an annoyingly long sleeve or something. And I just knocked each, each time I reached up and I'd be like, okay, I'm really looking this time. I'm really looking and I'd do it. And everyone fucking looked at me, but um, I don't know. You get Annie Lennox on the stereo walking on broken glass. The DJ was playing. You're like, come on guys, get into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I can think of right now. I mean, I did like break my back at work basically. Not break oh. it because I had already bro I already broke my back when I was when I was younger. But I um, 
there was this one time where I was like I was I was on shift with this like really cool person as well and I was like really trying to be like oh yeah I can do this and I was lifting up the tables outside um at trying to do it on my own and it was always a two-person job but I was like yeah I can do it this time I can put out the tables it's fine and I like lifted it and my back just like froze up and my um my general manager had to like call 111 I could barely speak it was so embarrassing no. it was luckily it was in the your, morning your it was raining as well it was raining and I was outside just like stood like stuck in the rain <laughs> did you manage to impress your friend no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're all about I like those stories mm. it's the fail stories that's the real stuff yeah character building I'm sure there's a lot more fails than that I bet but Hey, we can come. You can come back on for a second episode. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll keep. Tra- I'll try and start remembering, writing them down for you. Please yeah. do. Please do. Well, thanks so much. The users are so exciting, and it's a great time for punk rock at the moment. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. All right, we'll see you soon. I'll probably catch you at one of your upcoming hundred shows. Yeah, thank you. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was lovely to meet you. Thanks again. So there was Tom Gilbert from the Oozes. Thanks for listening to One Hundred and One Part Time Jobs. Two episodes each week. So if you like this, like I said at the start of the episode, we've got some more punk rock affiliated episodes to go back to. Just scroll down, really. Had loads of great guests. Very lucky. More episodes next week. See you then. Cheers. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com